Brian McClanahan Show, episode 424. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com, mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class, t- class excuse me, 10 Myths of American History when you do enroll, and you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses. I have one coming up this month, so you're going to want to be a member of that McClanahan Academy free of charge. You'll find you'll get the best deal. You'll get the best coupon. You'll know about it first. It's a win-win. Plus, you can purchase one of my other classes there. You keep this podcast free of charge, and you get great content on the back end. You can also click on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. If you want to throw a few pennies my way, you can help keep the lights on, help keep the podcast going. You can get a book plate if you want it. My autograph on one of my books. It's a great way to get one of those books and then have me sign it for you without sending the book back and forth. I do have a number of books for sale. My latest is Southern Scribblings, 60 Essays in Defense of the Southern Tradition. That's a fantastic book. You can also click on that shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com, get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff, and go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom, another great website where you get great educational content. But the best way, of course, to help this podcast is to share it around on social media, rate it wherever you get your podcasts, let people know you're listening to it, share it with the people that I attack, because that's always funny. And today is going to be no different. This is a listener-generated episode. Somebody sent me this link, and I've got a few of these out there now. And because I was ill for about a week, I was unable to get to some things I really wanted to get to. I was chomping at the bit about a week ago to do some of these things. And unfortunately, I was under the weather, so I wasn't able to do it. But this is something that was written, I think, a couple of days ago, Friday or Saturday. And uh, it appeared at Yahoo News, but it's also from, let me see, it was from the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And it's written by Bud Kennedy. Now, Bud Kennedy has made his entire career writing op-eds. I mean, this is what he does. He writes opinion pieces. Not very good ones, by the way. Not very educated ones. But he writes opinion pieces. Keep that in mind. This is a guy that has about 22,000 followers on Twitter. And so he really thinks a lot of himself because he's got a Twitter following and he writes op-eds for 30 years. In fact, if you go to his profile, which is absolutely hilarious, this is his profile. It says, Texan at large, star telegram since 81, Online since 92. Great for you, bud. Wrote at uh, Fort Worth Press, Times-Herald, Dallas News. Great. I mean, great. So he has 22,000 followers, but, of course, he also follows 10,000 people. So maybe 12,000 people follow him outside of the people that he already follows. This guy's a doofus, right? There's no way to describe him. He's an old, washed-up, idiot. So 
that out of the way, and I'm saying that because of what he says in this piece. I wouldn't say anything about who he was um, unless he said some of the things he said in this piece. So let's get into this. The title of this piece is Remember the Alamo, but Forget Secession. Texas can't leave the U.S. and won't. Now, first of all, the title is so stupid. Does Bud know that Remember the Alamo was said during a secession movement? I don't know. I don't know if he really does. Remember the Alamo was a rallying cry for Texan independence from Mexico. And Mexico, of course, said Texas can't leave. It was illegal. This is why they they marched into Texas and then attacked the Alamo and then later, of course, were defeated at the Battle of San Jacinto. But this is, this is why we have the phrase, remember the Alamo. It was a secession movement. I mean, does, does Bud not realize that? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He probably doesn't because judging from the historical examples he gives in this piece, um, his knowledge of American history is less than maybe a second grader. I'll say that. So let's read this piece. It's a three-minute read. Of course, I'll do a little longer because I'll make comments on what he says. The Texas secession scam is back, so hang on to your vote and your wallet. Um, but that's amazing that secessionists would take their money. I, I'm not. I'm not certain where that comes from. Hang on to your wallet. Um. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? How about if the Democrats were in charge of Texas? Then you really would have to hang on to your wallet. But right now, I think Texans are pretty secure in their low amount of taxes that they get. But I mean, regardless. Bud thinks you got to hang on to your wallet if the secessionists just talk about secession. Hang on to your vote. What does that have to do? I mean, is not secession, uh, as the way it's being presented, democratic? Because that's essentially how they're proposing it. But let's get into the piece. I mean, this Bud Kennedy, I don't think he even knows what he's talking about half the time. He's kind of like Joe Biden, right? He just says things that don't make any sense, and but people just kind of overlook it because, yeah, oh, well, okay. In the first place, Texas can't secede. We tried that. In the first place, Texas can't secede. Of course it can. Texas can secede. Any state in the United States can secede. I do a whole class on this at McClanahan Academy, if you want to get that. But any state in the United States can secede, regardless of what happened in 1861 to 65. We know that disunion, and I'm going to get into this with something he says in just a couple of sentences from here, but we know that secession was something the founders worried about. Why? Because they thought it could happen. Right? They thought it was perfectly legal and acceptable. Well, not if you want to keep the union together for the benefits of the union. I mean, this is, this is where we get into this idea of does the union benefit all and burden all equally? But the union, they thought, was better than separate confederacies. But they recognized that you could have that. And they were saying this while they were still operating under the Articles of Confederation. You see... They were saying these things why we still had a central government. They weren't saying this in 1777 before the Articles of Confederation were put into effect. No, no. They were saying this in 1787 and 1788 when we were operating under the Articles of Confederation. So I'm going to talk about that because he brings that up here in a second. Second, if Texas ever somehow seceded, somehow, 
The Bubba's going bug-eyed wild over it are definitely not the folks we put in charge. How do you know that? How do you know that, bud? How do you know that the people that are pushing for this wouldn't be put in charge? I mean, how do we know that some of these people would not get positions of power? This is just bud saying stupid things. Tea Party-style groups in Parker and Wise counties have openly hosted secessionists in recent weeks, taking advantage of a divided Republican Party to peddle rebellion, along with 500-hour lifetime memberships. To peddle rebellion. Secession isn't rebellion. There's no rebellion whatsoever. If you do it democratically, if you did it by a convention, there's no rebellion there. That's the voice of the people. It's as Lincoln said, government of the people, by the people, and for the people. If the people decide they want to leave, well, then therefore the state leaves. That, would, that only works, though, if you're Bud and it's for uh, a quote-unquote national election, right, where you have some highly questionable things happening. But that's, that only works there. It doesn't work at the state level. only works beyond that. Whether you buy that package or just a $25 Texit t-shirt, I can guarantee that Texas is not going to be independent within your lifetime. Well, this is probably true. I mean, the prospect of secession of any state in the next 50 years probably isn't high, but the fact that people are talking about it is a nice thing because if we don't have this threat, and he brings us up, if there's no threat of independence, if there's no threat of states actually standing up to unconstitutional federal power, then the government, the central government can do whatever it wants, whether it's left or right. And this is what people like Bud and others on the left, even those on the right, the neocons who, ha ha, uh, treason, that's treason, they don't realize that what they're doing is actually putting a nail in their own coffin. Because if you can't leave, you're not free. If you can't make at least a case for saying these laws are unconstitutional, what is the benefit of the union? If it's not benefiting all and burden all equally, what is the benefit of the union if, if the Biden administration is selling us out to China, for example, or allowing unlimited immigration, or whatever it is? What is the benefit of the union? What is the benefit of the union if he's destroying the currency of the United States? Trillions of dollars in spending where there's no money to do it. There's not even that much money in circulation. So how are you going to get it? Well, you got to print it. Is that a beneficial union for all? Or is that simply... Uh, a, a central authority that's destroying the government. And I'm going to bring that up when he says something about uh, some of these individuals pushing for this and what he sl you know, slaps them in a way uh, with a stupid put-down. Mainly, it's against the law. And he's saying secession's against the law. Mainly, it's against the law. So here's where Bud knows very little about American constitutionalism. He says, The Articles of Confederation describe a perpetual union. The Constitution made it more perfect. Um, all right, so let's get into this, because I cover this in several courses, so I'm just going to do a very quick statement about this. I want you to take my classes, because I go into much more detail on this, but the idea of a perpetual union meant that there was no end date to it. All contracts are perpetual unless you specifically say we're going to have a union for five years. So a perpetual union would mean that the, the union would stay in place as long as the parties agreed to it. So what happened, and in some ways Bud is on to something by saying the Constitution made the union more perfect. Yes, it continued the same union. But there is an argument to be made, and people have made it, that the Constitution was 
in fact, a secession from the old and an accession to a new. Now, it's a union of states, but the whole reason we had a discussion about the Constitution, at least one of the reasons, is because there was a grave concern among the founders that we would have disunion. And by simply saying we might have disunion, there was a recognition that secession could take place. Plus, within five years after the Constitution is ratified and the government's in operation, New Englanders are talking about getting out of the Union. These are members of the founding generation. They understood that secession was both legal and possible. But no, no, no. Bud, our enlightened constitutional scholar Bud, seems to think that, nah, it's, it's against the law. No, it's not. There's no language in the document that says the state can't leave the union. And in fact, this is how the document was sold to the states. Whatever it doesn't say the states can't do, they can do. And since there's no prohibition on secession, you can secede from the union. If the founding generation wanted to ensure that states could not secede, they would have added that language to the document. Because they said, as they argued for ratification, that Article 1, Section 10, Article 1, Section 10, were the only things the states could not do while they were in the Union. While they're under this Union, they can't do these things. But there is a, Madison actually brought this up. What about these states that aren't in the Union? Well, I mean, they're not in the Union. What about these states that don't ratify? There could have been four that didn't ratify, and they stayed independent. Well, I mean, they're independent states. Essentially, they're not in the Union anymore. So Bud is no constitutional scholar, and no one should listen to Bud. Then he says, folks get mixed up. You know, it's kind of Obama stuff. Folks don't, folks don't, folks don't, folks get mixed up. The joint resolution combining the U.S. with Texas says we can divide up into, into up to five states, but not leave. Well, Texas was an independent state, and therefore as an independent state, it can accede and secede. While it's in the Union, it can be divided up into five states, but it can certainly secede from said Union, considering it was an independent state for about nine years before it joined the Union. You can leave this Union at any time. Any sovereign state can do it, and the states are sovereign. This is argued during the ratification process. Even some of the most ornery secessionists concede that Texas' only hope is to pester the rest of the country until they cut us loose. Now, this is another way to do it, right? Uh, Texas v. White, which is something that's often cited as saying that secession is unconstitutional, is, does not say that. The Chase Court said that, in their opinion, unilateral secession was illegal. Of course, they had to say that. They had to say that because if they didn't say that, then what did we just fight four years of a bloody war for? which Lincoln said was to save the Union. Well, if a state can leave, then you've just said, if you could say states could leave the Union, and now we fought four years to keep them in, what does that say? We just fought a bloody war as the British. So they can't do that. He says, well, the only way you can leave is if the rest of the United States boots you out. And the reason he would say that is because we were operating under Reconstruction at that point, and the Congress had booted some of the states out of the Union. Right? So he had to validate one and invalidate the other. The court had to work in, co in concert with the Republicans in Congress to make all these things legal. Because you see, during Reconstruction, 
the radical Republicans booted the South out of the Union again. They made them conquered provinces, territories. You've got to do these things just to be in the Union. You're no longer a state. States don't exist here. Now, of course, that's completely illegal. But the Supreme Court had to come in and say, well, well I mean, it is. I guess states can be booted out all the time. Congress can remove, can revoke statehood, essentially. No, they can't. They can never do that. Once you're a state, you're sovereign. But this is this nonsense that the Republicans created and people like Bud regurgitate because they don't know anything. Some of our elected officials seem to be working on that. <laughs> Pester people. Plus, our own constitution can't be changed without a two-thirds vote in Austin from both the Texas House and Senate. And two-thirds of our lawmakers don't want to leave. Well, maybe not right now. I don't know. That could be the case in the future. So all the flag-waving rallies, chest-pounding, and bravado can just fizzle to a stop. You can just, just fizzle to a stop, you, you people, you, you bubbas. None of this to stop secessionist state representative Kyle Biederman from Fredericksburg, owner of an Ace Hardware store and author of a bill calling for a statewide referendum on whether the state should leave the United States of America. Now, I can say that Biederman's wrong in doing it this way. What he should be doing is calling a convention, right? A bill to call a convention with the people elected to decide on the issue. Let's elect people to a convention if you're in Texas, and then you can decide. This is how secession was decided before. This is how the Constitution was ratified. This is the very American thing to do. I've argued this several times. Call a convention. Every Constitution has, in its language, the ability for states to call conventions. So do it. Don't put it to a popular referendum. Call a convention, and then if it's voted down, it's voted down. If it's voted in favor, well, then you do it. House Bill 1359 hasn't gone anywhere and probably won't. The legislature is kind of busy. State officials are reluctant to talk about secession, mainly because half want to run for president. But the voice of the Fredericksburg Ace Hardware is more than willing to speak out. So listen, listen to the disdain that he has for this guy. The guy owns a... And they put a picture of him up there standing in front of a tree in the article, you know, looking uh, with his cowboy hat on. I mean, this is a, look at this fool. This guy owns an Ace Hardware and wants to tell us everything. Well, he's probably contributed more to his community and more to the people of Texas than Bud ever has. Bud likes to eat burgers and run his mouth on a newspaper. This is what Bud does. Here's a guy that actually provides jobs, supplies for the people of his community, but he's a fool. Whereas the wise bud who doesn't know anything is somehow enlightened in telling us all the people, of course, also uh, the people of Texas, what they need to think about things. Can you just see why people hate journalists? Why they hate left-wing reactionary Newspaper journalists, because really what we get to, the left really is the reactionary group in American politics. They are the doomers. They're the ones that, you know, even when you're vaccinated, you know, wear five masks over your face. These are the doomers. These are the people that really cause most of the problems in America. Uh, we've had a hurricane, so clearly we need to have complete reform of our laws so that we stop hurricanes. I mean, just stupid. These are the most idiotic people in America. The federal government is unlawful, and it's time to kick them out, Biederman said to cheers at a March 5th Weatherford meeting of the Parker 
County Conservatives, a group funded in large part by campaign, campaign money bags, Ferris and Joe Ann Wilkes of Cisco. Well, it makes me want to go out and use Cisco some way, right? Biederman likes the founders. They're godly men who wrote the Constitution inspired by the Holy Spirit. I mean, look, I can get it. That's a whole other story. Biederman needs to... Uh, this is the neocons kind of filtering into Biederman a little little bit, which is problematic. Um, certainly they were mostly religious men in the founding generation, that generation as a whole. Uh, but this idea of divine inspiration, I mean, that comes from the neocons, and it's, it's a little bit problematic in its own way. But I'd take that over Bud any day of the week. But not so much the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't like calling it one nation indivisible, he said. Well, first of all, Bud, who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance? Did the founders write the Pledge of Allegiance? I bet you Bud doesn't even know who wrote the document that's known as the Pledge of Allegiance. If he did, he wouldn't even bring it up here. So, Biederman likes the founders, but not so much the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, of course, the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a socialist minister named Francis Bellamy. Right? There's no reason to say the stupid thing. It's ridiculous. The statewide vote would force the legislature to review whether it's even feasible to secede, he said. There do seem to be some minor details to work out, like constitutional rights. Oh, yes, because if Texas left, there's no Texas Bill of Rights. I mean, last time I checked the Texas Constitution, it's there. Citizenship. Well, you clearly be citizen of Texas. Yeah. Military defense. Well, I'm sure Texas could figure out its own military. Lost business headquarters and jobs. Well, I mean, maybe they'd lose some, maybe they'd gain some. Maybe maybe Texas would become a place that businesses would want to relocate to because they have a great business environment. Why is it always the doom? Oh my gosh, if you just see, we're going to lose everything. All the businesses are going to leave. We're going to lose it all. This is like, Bud is like George, right? George Costanza. He looks kind of like George Costanza, by the way. We're going to lose it all. Jerry, we're going to lose it all. Pensions, benefits. Why would we lose pensions and benefits? I mean, because obviously if somebody lives in a foreign state, let's say you work for the federal government for years, right? You work for the federal government, and after you retire, you move to, I don't know, take your pick, Guatemala, right? Cheap to live in Guatemala. You want to go live in Guatemala. You want to go live in Belize. Do you lose your federal pension because you moved? I mean, is that, is that what happens? You lose that? Probably not. As a matter of fact, I know you don't. Right? So, of course, but see, this is where Bud is just a moron. U.S. property. Um, yeah, okay, so there's U.S. property there. There'd have to be some negotiation on how that works. A postal service. You're saying that uh, they wouldn't come up with their own postal service, their own airline operate airline operations. Because, of course... If Texas secedes, no planes can fly into Texas. This is the idiotic... I mean, you, you can't even make up this kind of stupid. I don't even have a, a, a name for it. Just call it Buddhisms. And don't forget paying off our share of the federal debt. Well, there's a, there's a big question about that. How much would they have to pay or not pay? How much does Texas actually need to pay? Or would the general government have to pay them? It could be that. I mean, Texas could say, you know what? You can keep a military base here. Just pay us for it. 
There could be that. Perhaps that's what Biederman was working on January 6th when he went to Washington, D.C. He was seen grinning on video near the U.S. Capitol steps when the rebellion against Congress broke out on that day. He has refused to allow the public to view that day's emails. Oh my gosh, the guy was in... Well, this just means right there that this guy is the worst man in America because he was in, in Washington on January 6th with the rebellion. Yeah, there's no rebellion. This is all just stupid. It was the weakest rebellion I've ever seen in America, in, in, in history of the world, in fact, if that was really a rebellion. On WBAP 820 AM, he blamed the riot on a few radicals, not to be confused with their garden variety secessionists. Well, I mean, was it not? A few people that did some things wrong there, going in and destroying property and all the things that happened. I mean, we can, we can say that, yeah, obviously, people shouldn't have been doing that. Um, that was wrong. But there was thousands of people there that were there just to make their voice heard and say, you know what? Uh, we don't think that the election, that everything in the election was above the board. I mean, Americans are allowed to do this unless you're not on the left. Because the Democrats did it after 2016 all the time, right? If you're a Democrat, you're allowed to say anything you want about the election not being above the board. But if you're a Republican or a conservative, well, you can't say that. At the Weatherford event, Biederman said he wants Texas to secede from the United States because we love America. Yes, that's what he really said. We love America and you, and you Americans are trashing our America. That's why we're doing this. We're trying to save our America. He said he filed the bill to see who's for leaving the U.S. and who's against it. I trust he will see. So this is interesting because this is also part of Texas history. When William Barrett Travis, I don't know if Bud knows anything about this, but when William Barrett Travis wrote his very famous letter calling for reinforcements, he said this was for the American character. In other words, independence. We love America, so we want to preserve that, right? And the left is destroying America. I mean... Just because you say you love it and you want to leave doesn't mean that you don't love America. It means you're actually doing something that's very American. Were the founders, would they say, well, we love America, so we want to leave Great Britain, which was America. <laughs> so, you know, does that mean that these people are, they don't love it? A lot of them said, you know, they love parts of the, of the British system. They just didn't want to be under the, the crown anymore because they thought it was abusing their liberties. They, were, they loved English liberties, so they wanted to leave English liberties and preserve them in a new government. This is exactly what independence is about. This is where Bud is so stupid. Again, he can't get out of his own way. So this is the kind of stuff that we're going to see as anybody talks about independence. The left, if it's in a, if it's in a right-leaning state, the left is going to write this kind of stuff. If it's in a left-leaning state, then you're going to have people like Victor Davis Hanson calling these people, you know, confederates. The real problem is we don't have a full understanding of what independence means, self-determination, these type of things in America. Now, we can have a conversation as to whether these things are, are feasible right now or whether they are um, uh, beneficial. We could have that conversation, but the conversation should never be, this is all illegal. That should never be the conversation. The conversation is to be, oh, let's have the conversation. Is this a good move at this point, or is it a bad move? 
That should always be the conversation, not arguing other well, oh, this is illegal, and uh, you're just a bunch of right-wing lunatics who were there at the Capitol on January 6th. It's, this is silly talk. This is silliness for these left-wing op-eds. A guy, again, a guy that's never done anything in his life but write, scribble out his opinion and get paid for it, write a few articles here and there about you know news, quote-unquote news. This is what he's done, comparing himself to a guy that actually provides jobs and supplies and other things for his community. Somehow the the guy with the opinion who gets paid to voice his opinion is a better than the other guy. Oh, and by the way, Bud probably would never get elected to anything. But Biederman certainly got elected. But Bud is, of course, paid to run his mouth and eat hamburgers. Anyways. So thanks for the people that sent this along. I got, a, got this a few times. I appreciate it. Um, and I wanted to respond to it. So there you go. So I'll see you next time with the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.